Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swaft Nation. Hello, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? I'm good. Uh, we're in the future. Well, we're in the past. Oh, no, we're in the past right now, but we're talking to the future. I hope everything's okay. <laughs> I hope uh, mass global catastrophe hasn't befallen everything. At least this will still be posted on YouTube <laughs> because there are scheduling functionalities. The world could absolutely... Well, actually, if the internet fails... But I was about to say, if, if the internet completely drops out. I don't know if that's one of the plot points of Geostorm, but uh, if it's not, it probably should have been. That box office $100 million losing smash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I feel like we're entering a new age of uh, environmental disaster movies. There's only The Brave, that fire one, mm-hmm. with Josh Brolin, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, or is it someone else? Someone who looks like Josh Brolin. <laughs> Jeff Bridges is in it and Miles Teller. Uh, that, yeah, there just seems like everywhere I turn, there's another environmental catastrophe movie. But if none of them are making money, then uh, mm. it's not like it's going to create a craze. Well, one will. Yeah, Maybe or- San Andreas did, right, last yeah, year? Yeah, yeah, that's that all I was saying. Sort of and the first and one. They're, they're getting a sequel. Uh, San Andreas is... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what they're going to call Sans it. Yeah. Andreas, without Andreas. Basically, the fault line is going to crack, and everyone's going to turn to the camera and go, oh, here we go again. <laughs> uh, so, or The Rock just holds it together with his biceps. <laughs> just Yeah, like Spider-Man trying to yeah. put together two bits of a, a, a cut-down-the-middle ship. What was it, the movie he's up for at the moment? Oh, he's in Rumours for Us. Detective, Detective Pikachu. Pikachu. It's right up your alley. You're a bit of a Pokemon man, aren't you? The, ori- the original 51. Uh, 151. 151. Yeah. I dabbled in uh, moon and silver and sun nerd, and gold nerd, and nerd, diamond nerd. and ruby and nerd. sapphire <laughs> and other things that they've named Pokemon games after. What's your favourite Pokemon game? Uh, favourite Pokemon game? Well, it's got to be uh, the blue one. Yeah, Pokemon, po- blue, Pokemon Blue. The first one I ever had. Although, I, you know, I could say that yellow, but that's just because... That, I mean, that came out afterwards, mm. and it was the same game, and you didn't have to trade because you had all the Pokemon in it. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, it's because yeah. there was like uh, ten Pokemon that was unique to each yeah, yeah. side, and the, but uh, I think they called it wasn't it gold? No, gold was later on. No, it was, it was yellow. It was, yeah, yellow, it was red, yeah. blue, yellow because it had Pikachu on the front. 
but I, that's what I thought was the gimmick was that it was the yellow one because you got Pikachu as one of your starter yes, Pokemon. That, that was also part of it, I believe. Wasn't originally meant to be the starter Pokemon. Pikachu mm. it was meant to be something else. Hopefully not Mr. Mime, because that thing is creepy as F, as is Jinx. <laughs> what is Jinx? Do you know what Jinx looks like? No. Talk for a bit, I'm going to get a picture up. Uh, I've, I, I think we've talked about this before oh on podcast, but I, I was slightly too old for uh, for, pod, uh, for podcasts, for, for Pokemon. Um, the, oh, what that the one? hell yeah. is that? It's like an opera singing purple woman. So my big problem with Jinx, uh, please Google it if you're listening to this, is that... It's got clothes. It's intelligent enough to fashion its own clothes and wear it and style its hair because it's a very it's the most humanoid looking uh Pokemon and people trap them and catch them and fight with them. Like the the premise of it being animals that you're doing this is already shaky, but fair enough, they're monsters, they're mythical. This is this is screwed up. I didn't like it as a child. Well, I mean, you say that it is smart enough to fashion clothes and a wig and then put said clothes and wigs on. But what if, like, that's just how it genetically jinxes are? They come with clothes yep. already part of their makeup. I, I th- Like well, humans have skin. That's, you know, like, as soon as you have to give me that level of explanation, it doesn't work as a concept. <laughs> I heard a hot... This is way off track now, but you might like this, because mm. I was... Uh, uh, I was listening to something yesterday, and they said that there's a theory that in Star Trek, and if you if you go if you like dig down deep into the particle physics, this is what's happening. Have you heard this? No. Every time someone gets transported in Star Trek, you are killing that person and reassembling a copy of that person on the other end using. Oh right. So it is just like genocide. <laughs> That, like, but there's, but you end up with the same amount of people that you've killed at the end. Yeah. But they're 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 dying because you can't wow. you can't transport the actual molecules. It's just like copies at the other end. Yeah. Like a fax. <laughs> Isn't that horrific? That is a bit horrific. Yeah. And that yeah. That, I mean that, that's a cool fact though. I like that science. What well, po- what podcast was that fact. on? It's um uh what are they called dirty wizards something very bad wizards. It's, philosoph- it's a philosophy. It's a philosophy and psychology podcast. They're very interesting, but they use a lot of dick jokes, which brings it right down to my level. Okay. Shall we do some iTunes reviews? Yeah, only because I feel like the next conversation we're talking about Jinx is probably then to move into Pokemon porn, which I'd imagine really exists. That is not the scaling. Yeah, you totally. I'd talk about another Pokemon before I go into Pokemon porn. Wait, although I a- do have a Pokemon porn story. <laughs> I've got to say it now. I've, I've... Well, maybe we should save it to the end. Okay, of the yeah, episode. yeah, yeah. Stick around for the end. Um, so we have Charlie BD7 writes up there with the best. Love, love, love this podcast. The fantasy bookings are a favourite of mine, which means you enjoyed today's episode. But everything is just five stars. P.S. Can I have a shout out at billionaire BD on Twitter? Love you guys. Peace. Thank Cheers, you, Charlie. Charlie. Billion, billionaire BD. So yeah, billionaire BD. Uh, so that counts as a shout out, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, anything. absolutely. Yeah, don't have to do a separate call. Uh, and then we have Telegram for Mongo, who writes favorite podcast out there. Dynamic duo of the hashtag Swaft Nation. Love the structure of the show, the humor, and booking ideas. You know, you're listening to a great podcast when your finger never hovers over fast forward buttons. <laughs> yes, you're Thank right. You, Thank Telegram you, Telegram for Mongo. Mongo. 
Uh, hopefully they didn't skip that. That would be cruel irony. I'm going <laughs> to skip these iTunes reviews. Oh, they're so boring. And misses their they own one. never get to mine. Let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to Wrestle Ramble. This is Luke Owen. I'm Ollie Davis. And today is a fantasy booking warfare episode where we will be rebooking the in-ring WWE debut after 11 years of Kurt Angle. Yes, that's right, he returned at TLC, but we're going to attempt to do it a bit more structured because it was kind of like a panic move. WWE just chucked him in because Roman Reigns was out with a virus, so we decided to see if we could do it better. Personally, I don't think I have. You're a little bit worried about uh, this fantasy booking I warfare. Could not get my could not get my teeth into it. I was going to say a little behind the scenes here mm. for the the wonderful viewing and listening audience on the podcast. But you finished your fantasy booking warfare. I would like in here. You were sat in that chair looking at that laptop there about like five seconds before we pressed record. Yeah, we always do a test to make sure the camera's working. Uh, then we play it back, and then we put it back in, and then we hit record. I finished it in the period between testing it and uh, pressing the record button. So you are, and I, instead, I wrote mine in a hospital waiting room because I was kept waiting for a good 45 minutes before my appointment hit. Okay, man. Yeah, it's fine. Everything good? Yeah, it's okay. Everything's sort of, everything's more or less ticking away. Uh, So what I'm saying is that not only have I not really read it back with a clear mind, I'm not even happy with the (laughs) ending. It's like, you know when you start, if you're drawing big bubble letters on the front of a birthday card, you know, you start really big, and then you're like, there is not enough space on this card, so the the balloons get smaller, and by the end it's it's very tiny. Uh, That's what I've done with this. Are you perhaps playing a game where you, because you did this last time Mm. with uh, Survivor Series, where you're like, I'm not really happy with what I've done, I don't think that my fantasy booking's actually all that good, and then it actually turns out to be pretty good, and then you win. Well, I, yeah, that, getting those, that helped. Getting those sympathy votes. I just think that was because yours was bad, though. No, I'm, not no, 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 no. Was, I don't think mine was bad. Not because I did the sympathy mine, thing. M- mine was just not what the audience uh, is used to now for Survivor Series. Well, the you're still going to vote. We're still going to do our pitches. But October has already been won. Yes, it has. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this well, is, this, this video is actually going up in November, right? That's a good point. So actually, this is the first one of November. Oh, no. So this actually does count. Well, yeah. I won Octobers, which yeah. is fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. Okay. Oh, damn. So this counted. I thought this was... I thought mathematically you had no chance of beating me. No, I've already lost October. But when by the time this goes up, it's then November. Damn. Yeah, so we're actually... We're recording this a little bit in advance because uh, Luke's on his honeymoon right now. So we're recording this yeah, the week actually, before. Yeah. Uh, and... Yeah, we so we'll we'll have to do your punishment when you get back. Whatever that may be. I don't know yet. Should we get on with the with the fantasy booking? Now, because I won the last one, which was the Survivor Series booking, I will go first because there seems to be an advantage for whoever goes last because that's when the poll goes up and everyone's like that's more recent in my mind. Click click click. So, here we go. Just to uh, outline the the rules for Kurt Angle's in-ring return rebooking, his in-ring return hasn't happened yet. So this is this is Sunday morning of TLC, and everything that's happened has happened so far. The scandal, Jason Jordan uh, being Raw General Manager, and even Roman Reigns being struck ill. So that's the only thing that's changed. 
Roman Reigns has been struck ill, but Kurt Angle is not replacing him in TLC's main event with The Shield. So, what I'm trying to do here is I'm just trying to create a new star. I'm going to use Kurt Angle to have a fun run. Uh, probably, you know, one of his last runs, or, you know, for a couple of years, uh, this will be the start of. But in the process, elevate someone else. And who is the most natural fit for this? Jason Jordan. Obviously. So uh, you could you could have gone two ways with this. You could have ignored Jason Jordan, which I think is what everyone wants to do, myself included. You could have gone a route to break them up. Like, it wasn't... I was never your son. It was actually Gable. I switched the DNA results, which uh, I thought about for a while. Uh, or you could, you could just go full in <laughs> you could just go yep this this we're stuck with this all my chips in i'm invested and so be it i had chips last uh, night yeah oh, were they nice uh, a bit disappointing actually mm. pie and chip it wasn't good so roman is out with a virus but you've brought in aj styles me personally tlc isn't a major pay-per-view so you don't have to give people the big surprise return you don't I mean, you don't. It's not like you don't owe them. Of course, you do. They, people have paid money, but the Shield reunion was only confirmed like two weeks, one week ago, before the majority of people would have bought the tickets. So, hopefully, AJ Styles and Finn Balor is enough to pacify the fans. That's the risk I'm taking. Now, Kurt Angle comes out at the start of TLC and says and explains the situation in the ring. You know, Roman, because we never really got that. Roman Reigns has been taken ill. He sadly will miss the uh, main event tonight but Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins have said they will face the heels he wouldn't say heels but they will face them five on two they're going to do it five on two like Dean was like we'll face you one on eight two on 27 and that's their wishes Jason Jordan's music hits and he comes out and he passionately says to his dad I can do this. You know, I'm your son. I'm gold-blooded. And since I've come to Raw, I've taken John Cena to the limit. I've taken Roman Reigns to the limit. The guy that you need replacing. Just give me a chance. But then the Miz interrupts. Just before, like, Kurt Angle's like, I'm not going to do this. But Miz interrupts and says, whoa, whoa, whoa. We signed a contract here. And it says these names on this side and those names on that side. And we agreed to face... Seth, Dean and Roman, no one else. Roman's not in it. That's the way it's got to go down. So uh, there's no Jason Jordan on this contract. But because I dislike Jason so much, you know, they have their own history there. I'm going to let you tag with Dean and Seth. We've talked it over. We're going to let you uh, take that main event spot. If you can run the gauntlet before the main event with uh, one night only Mr. Raj honorary members. So you don't even have to win, Jason Jordan. You've just got to last uh, all these guys coming out to beat you up. You just have to survive. Kurt's like, no, don't do this, Jason. Don't uh, put yourself through this. But Jordan grabs the mic, being the fiery baby face that he is, and says, you got it, Miz. Nasty man. Uh, I've just written down here. AJ and Finn tear the house down. Still, I kept that bit. Deserve to win on that piece of booking alone, I think. Uh, now, pre-main event. So you've you've taken away all the Elias and Jason Jordan vegetable throwing bits. And in its place, you get this gauntlet, gauntlet match directly before the main event. Kurt, uh, Jordan comes down with Kurt in his corner. 
and Kurt is dressed in tracksuits, in a tracksuit, like a like a wrestling coach. And he's obviously giving him advice. He's standing next to Jason, sort of stretching him out and ringside, giving it a sporting feel. And importantly, the commentators are putting that over. It looks like Kurt's Jason's going to have all the wealth and experience of uh, Kurt Angle here. So Miz, come, Miz, Cesaro, Sheamus and Curtis Axel come out and they sort of stay at the ramp to introduce each honorary member of the Miz Taraj. And he introduces first as Kurt Hawkins. Uh, Kurt whispers to uh, Jason Jordan, obviously giving him some, like, his expert assessment on how to take out Hawkins. Commentary puts that over and Hawkins gets in the ring. Jordan suplex, immediately pins him. One, two, three. Jordan gets over the first one. And they're getting over how good Angle must be as a tactical coach. Next up, Goldust. Goldust comes out. They have a, a bit more of a match. But it's uh, only when Kurt sort of says something to Jordan uh, near the ropes that Jordan manages to beat Goldie. Next up is Axel. Curtis Axel. They go a bit longer, but Jason wins again. Uh, now, Jordan is celebrating. He's quite tired because he had to go through these people. Usually think three, you know, three people you're done. And then Hawkins hits him from bis from behind with the staff. And as Hawkins uh, and all the heels smugly walk up the ramp, Cesaro pays them off. You know, a nice little, uh, with a briefcase of something, it's implied. And Miz goes, oh, actually, wait, there's there's one more person, actually. One more honorary member of tonight's uh, Miz Taraj. And Jordan's still selling in the ring. He's he's quite tired and he's just been hit by the staff. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, Samoa Joe. Joe just comes down. It is not a competitive match because Jordan's already out. And Samoa Joe just destroys him. Uh, picks him apart for a couple of minutes. Uh, Kurt shouts some advice, though. And that fires up Jordan. And Jordan has a brief flurry. But, of course, Joe's the fresher man. He's very big. He overwhelms Jordan. And Joe puts Jason in the Kikina clutch for ages. For an uncomfortable amount of time. And Jordan's fighting like he'll try and get out. But Joe is just yanking on the chokehold. And Kurt goes to throw in the towel. And he's, he's really stressing about it. Like, he's really... Uh, morally wrought because he doesn't know whether to help his son or if his son's got this this is you know it's the next step of of growing up and becoming an adult should he make this decision for him which means jason isn't an adult he's j he looks like he's just about to throw it in but the referee calls off the match uh, he rings the bell just before kurt doesn't and kurt just looks disgusted at himself for not throwing in the towel sooner because like why did i why did i not do that uh and runs into the ring to help jordan and he's sort of like Senny okay, Jordan's like pretty much unresponsive. Braun! So now their heels come out. Uh, that's Braun Strowman's entrance music, by the way. They all come out to the ring uh, for the TLC main event. And then the Shield come down. Only Dean and Seth, of course, come down to the ring. While Jordan is just passed out in the corner. Uh, Dean and Seth do the majority of the opening because Jason's still selling. Uh, but when Seth is down, he's knocked out on the outside. And Dean has the heat on him, so he's looking for the hot tag. He tags in Jason, and that's what Jason Jordan's really good at. He runs in, does his hot tag routine. But then, and I think this is a cool spot that's going to happen eventually. Strowman running power slams Jordan off an ape, off the ring apron through, through a table. 
I don't think it'll be able to reach the announcer's table, but just a normal table. It's TLC. It's fun. So the rest of the match plays out like before, just normal. So Strowman and Kane have dissension. Uh, Kane takes out Strowman. When Strowman gets back up, uh, Strowman takes out Sheamus and Cesaro, like knocks them silly, and then Strowman's um, garbage compacted. I should change that. Miz then gets the near pin on Dean. Uh, but, you know, that, that really good bit where Miz hit the skull-crushing finale on Kurt Angle in the actual match. But Jordan just breaks it up. You, you, you even forget he's in it because he's been lying in that table wreckage for so long. But Jordan breaks it up and then Seth hits the Kings... Not Kingslayer. Ooh, Kingslayer. Uh, the Kings landing and wins. So Shield wins. Way Jordan, you did it, son. Uh, but you weren't really in the match. Just So we're like for like replacement for Roman. The next night on Raw... Kurt opens Raw by saying he's not, sorry as your general manager I'm not here tonight uh, because I'm by my son's side in hospital uh, because of severe dehydration from wrestling that long he needs to be under medical supervision for a while so he's in a local medical facility I should have said uh, in my place tonight running Raw will be Shane McMahon uh, me and Shane go way back so this is him doing a favour uh, and then Shane does all of Kurt's Survivor Series announcements and I think then that main event invasion angle sort of feels a bit nicer you know Shane, uh, Shane can do that so that all happens the same um, now then you have through the night before that big main event reveal of the invasion though is skits with Kurt visiting Jordan in hospital and this is where we start to go a bit camp uh, so J Kurt says to Jordan Jordan is like you know in bed uh, he says, I've thought about it, and I've been so swept up in confusion since the news about you being my son came out. I haven't really taken this opportunity. This is an opportunity for me to connect with you. So I'm going to be your trainer. I'm going to be your official trainer. And he presents Jordan with a present. So it's, you know, a little wrapped up thing. Jordan opens it. It's the So Kurt's wearing his uh, tracksuit now, the same one from last night. Not the exact same one, but... He's like a cartoon character, I imagine. He's got loads of different, loads of the same outfit in his wardrobe. And it's a matching Olympic-style tracksuit for Jordan in the present. It's a bit goofy, just like Kurt's best at. That's like, he's a comedy, <coughs> comedy backstage skits. Now, the following roars, Kurt Angle is back as Raw GM, but he is still Jordan's trainer. And uh, it's building up to qualifying matches to be on the Raw Men's Survivor Series team. And Jordan's one is booked to be against Samoa Joe, building off that TLC thing. And the backstage skits for the next couple of weeks are... you don't. Jason Jordan doesn't really appear on the show in front of the live crowd. He's just off on location with Kurt. Here's what we got up to later in the day. Uh, and it's Kurt training Jason Jordan. And here you just go, classic comedy Kurt which is uh, skits include Jordan belly-to-belly -belly suplexing people while Kurt's barking instructions, and then Kurt goes, OK, you next, and the camera pans to the right, and it's loads of nervous, weedy jobbers just standing in a line, uh, getting him a tiny hat to sing Jimmy Crack Corn. Um, and after every bit of training, like after every little bit of physical activity that Jordan does, Kurt like says, now drink your milk. And he's just got a, a glass of milk from nowhere, sort of Leon-esque. Uh, because Kurt Angle loves milk. Now, this is all training for him for the go-home Raw to Survivor Series. His qualifying match, sorry, not Samoa Joe, against Matt Hardy. Because Samoa Joe's already on the team. Uh, now, 
have I got this wrong? Let me look at because I haven't read this back, remember. Okay, okay. Yes, this is fine. Right, so prior... <laughs> how seamless this is. So, Matt, uh, prior to the match, prior to Jason Jordan's qualifying match, Samoa Joe corners Jordan backstage. This is the first time Jordan's really been in the raw environment since TLC. And uh, Kurt Angle's not with him. And you've seen Jordan and Kurt have been inseparable. And Joe corners him and does that brilliant thing Joe's really good at, at being friendly but so, so threatening. Mm -hmm. So it looks like he's giving him advice. And he reminds Jordan that, you know, you should never forget, buddy. Sort of pushing him around. You've got to be your own man, Jason. Uh, right, sorry, sorry, sorry. That was a shoot. Uh, and fathers are great, but they all come with their own lifetimes of baggage. Joe, will, Joe, Joe doesn't have to... This is not word for word. I'm not doing scripted verbiage because it doesn't read very well in Samoa Joe's voice. But this is the, the basic gist. Uh that fathers have unfulfilled dreams that they'll project onto you. You never know. Maybe Kurt might even get a bit jealous of the chip off the old block. And Jordan's just like, huh? You know, that sort of confused, huh, face. I've left the oven on at the end of the, at the, end of the backstage segment. So Jordan beats Matt in the qualifying match with Angle really acting as the deciding factor at ringside because he's, he's giving the advice. Jordan is attacking Matt's shoulder. He's working over Matt's shoulder, but... A few times in the match that Jordan doesn't pick up on, Hardy is obviously favouring his left leg. And the Corey Graves, because he's so good at this, picks up on it on commentary. says, I think Jordan should be going for the left leg there because it looks like he, uh, Matt's rolled his ankle. But Jordan doesn't see it. He's going for the shoulder. And then uh, Kurt yells as his coach, you know, go for the ankle, like point an ankle. Jordan turns round to look at him, is a bit confused for a moment. And then Matt, quickly hits the twist of fate it's, it looks like it's over Jordan kicks out but uh, you know there was a bit there where Jason nearly lost the match Jason finally comes to realises what Kurt's saying gets the ankle lock Matt taps shades of his father uh, now at Survivor Series uh, all the heels stop tagging in Jordan when they're on top so it's just like the heels tagging in each other but as soon as it turns the other way uh, and they the team SmackDown has the advantage. They tag in Jordan. And once Jordan is in there, then like the heels aren't tagging in because the rest of the team is Miz, Sheamus, Cesaro and Samoa Joe, I think. But they're all heels. And uh, Jordan gets one elimination and Kurt's, Kurt finally comes down in his coach gear and demands the heels that they tag him in. But because they're distracted with Angle, like going, no, no, uh, Jordan can't actually tag in because Kurt's distracting them all. Uh... Angle is distraught because uh, Jordan is getting beaten up and he's he's in the submission again. He's Jordan is close to being tapped out. Let's just say it's AJ Styles with the calf crusher, but he's not tapping and Angle's torn again. Is he going to throw the, the towel in? But the referee eliminates Jordan just in time because like Jordan's passed out because of the pain. Jordan limps off with Angle sort of apologetically walking after him. Now, the next period, I'm just going to skim over. It's rebuilding. Uh, Kurt is trying to rebuild Jason Jordan, sort of in his own image, to the Royal Rumble because Kurt has never won the Royal Rumble. It's one of the, you know, that first year he was Intercontinental Champion, WWE Champion, King of the Ring, but he's never won Royal Rumble in his whole career. 
So he reframes the training around the Rumble. So the next few weeks of Raw, uh, Jason is in matches booked by Angle where he can't go over the top rope. He, uh, you know, everything else is the same. You've got to win by submission or pin. But if Jordan gets thrown over the top rope, Jordan is is loses the match. So uh, you that plays out, however it is. Um, and like near near the end of this training process through December, Angle's like, oh, I've never won the Royal Rumble, and Jason, you're gonna do it for me. And Jordan goes, You mean us? And Angle goes, Yeah, 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 us. The angles, but still kind of goofy. It's still a goofy uh, relationship. Now, as we enter January and the actual tight build to Royal Rumble, some slots are given out. I, I like it when we know some of the entry places beforehand, and you leave others for, uh, for for surprises. So some some are just given out by your place on the card. Intercontinental Champion automatically gets a beyond twenty fifth and over place. Uh, Others are decided by matches. The, there's a little gimmick about uh, the number 27. The 27th entry is statistically the most successful spot in the Royal Rumble. So WWE do a, hold a little tournament around that to, to work out who's going to get the 27th place. Um, and through, through these matches uh, over the weeks in this little tournament around the 27th, Angle is becoming increasingly demanding of Jason Jordan, sort of consumed by him wanting to vicariously live through Jordan and win the Royal Rumble, one of the only things he never did. Uh, and he can't just give Jordan a prime slot, even as Royal General Manager. Jordan has to earn it. Just like I earned everything in my first year, Kurt would say. So he's working Jordan harder and harder. And as he's doing that, he's sort of turning Jordan into an angle clone. And Jason isn't that comfortable with that. And, uh, you know, in other bits... Jason will win a match. Kurt's all, always at ringside as his coach for this, but Kurt will celebrate in front of Jason. Little things like that. Uh, also, just generally, as Raw General Manager, Kurt is favouring the heels more and more backstage. So it's all a bit, it's all a bit weird. Um, go home, Raw. Samoa Joe and Jason Jordan are the finalists of this of this multi-week tournament. They haven't clashed again since that. Uh, the TLC gauntlet match ages ago. Of course, they were part of the Survivor Series team. But this is a... I, feel, I don't know why. I just like that match. I think they could have a really good match. So uh, that's why I keep coming back to it. The same thing happens as that TLC match. Uh, after a decent 15 minutes, Jordan gets stuck in the Kikina clutch. And he's got it in there for ages. And Jordan is like so close to tapping out. And rather than... Kurt Angle being torn about whether to throw in the towel or not. He's screaming at Jordan now because he's just he's Angle's become obsessed with winning the Rumble. He's like, you're throwing it all away. You're a disappointment. And he eventually screams, you're no son of mine, and throws in the towel on that. And the towel goes over the rope and it goes to land. But that's just when Jason Jordan comes back to life and grabs the towel. He grabs the towel, saving himself from being uh, the match ending and giving Joe the win. Kurt looks amazed and he's slightly taken aback and then Jordan powers out of the Kikina clutch and beats Joe and he storms off and he walks past Angle. What is going to go on in the Royal Rumble? Jordan has the 27th place. So the Royal Rumble, JJ is in at number 27 uh, and it's it sort of goes down to, I don't know, it's, it's irrelevant, but let's, let's just say it's Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns and someone else and it's only Roman and Jordan left and they're going for ages and even though number 29 came out, like five, seven minutes ago, 
Number 30 is nowhere to be found. You probably see where this is going. When both men are down, number 30 is Kurt Angle. Angle returns and he comes down. You know, this is the in-ring return of Kurt Angle that we are meant to book. And and uh, he teases siding with Jordan. He picks up Jordan. He's like, we can do this. I'm sorry. You are my son. And they point at Reigns. Crowd are going crazy. But then Kurt throws Jordan over the top rope and turns on his own gold blood. Uh, he lows, low blows Reigns. Um, and this is where it's going to get problematic. So, th right. I still don't... This is kind of where I still don't know how this story ends. <laughs> so what I've got here is I just thought, you know what? Vince has Reigns and Lesnar is what's happening at W at WrestleMania. Can I change that? Like so, so I had in I've got written down here Roman Superman punches Kurt to win because Jordan interfered and and low blow Kurt to get his get the comeuppance. Um, but actually I'm gonna rebook it on the fly. Kurt freaking wins this. <laughs> Kurt wins it uh, by cheating. And he is the cocky... The next night on Raw, he comes out and booking this on the fly now. <laughs> he comes out on Raw and says, uh, I'm I'm stepping down from my general manager position. I am now uh, an in-ring competitor. So you've got to find someone else for general manager. And But he hardly ever wrestles. He only does... He doesn't even wrestle at Fastlane. He sort of avoids Jason Jordan. Maybe Jason and Jordan and Samoa Joe have another match. Uh, all building to a Jason Jordan versus... Kurt Angle match at WrestleMania. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There you go. Okay, so 
similar to yours uh my the intent of mine was to get over a new star mm. i want to use the in-ring return of kurt angle to put over a new star and push them into the main event picture and make them a bona fide main eventer unlike yours however I am going right back to the start. So I'm going back to the night after WrestleMania uh, when Kurt Angle was announced as Raw GM. Now, what's funny about that is that I didn't even consider the Jason Jordan thing until you mentioned it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that did happen this year, didn't it? Yeah. Oops, I've sort of forgotten about that. So let's, just, let's, let's see how this goes then. But, um, yeah, that that's not really doesn't really factor into mine. Okay, so it's the night after WrestleMania. Kurt Angle is announced as the new Raw general manager. He's there to run this show, and he's going to make this show great. He's going to just be an awesome general manager. So Kurt Angle's in the ring, and he's saying thank you, and he's saying, you know, it's really good to be here and stuff. Whose music should hit but Braun Strowman? Braun Strowman's Braun comes down. Braun comes to the ring. He's pissed off because at WrestleMania, he wasn't on the card. He was just booked in some stupid battle royal. I'm here for competition. I'm not here for stupid battle royals. I'm here to be a champion. Give me championships. Give me an opportunity. So, Kurt Angle says that, do you know what? As the fir- my first act as general- Raw General Manager, I'm going to find you competition. I'm going to make it my aim to find you, Braun Strowman, competition. So next week, Braun squashes uh, a local competitor that Kurt Angle has brought in. Week after that, Braun squashes two dudes. There are two local competitors. Week after that, Braun squashes three dudes. And he then says, uh, and then Ken Angle says, like, goes, okay, clearly this competition is not enough for you. So at the pay-per-view, we're going to start the Braun Open Challenge, where you can go to the ring and you can announce that you are opening the Braun Challenge and anyone can answer. And so Angle books the Braun Open Challenge uh, for the BOC uh, for the next pay-per-view, which is... Backlash. backlash, yeah, it's backlash. Uh, so okay, so at the uh, the pay per view at Backlash, Jeff Hardy answers. They have a good competitive match, but Braun Strowman eventually wins. Okay, so this now Braun Open Challenge becomes a weekly segment on Raw. Just Braun comes down, squashes Jobbers, squashes you know maybe is essentially doing the U.S. Title Open Challenge, but with Braun just trying to finally beat Braun to try and be the man that beats Braun. So BSC becomes a thing. Michael Cole starts hashtagging it. That sort of thing becomes a T-shirt for Braun. That's his new gimmick. It's the Can you answer the Braun Open Challenge? And his Titantron becomes the amount of victories he's had in the Braun Open Challenge. And that also counts with house shows as well. They show clips of house shows on Raw and say, like, the Braun Open Challenge took place in Reseda this week, uh, this week, and here's what happens. That sort of thing. So we're building to extreme rules here. Angle still looking for that competition that Braun needs, heads down to an episode of NXT and speaks to William Regal backstage. It's just like William Regal standing there doing his little I'm William Regal thing and I was once uh, with the Queen once. And then Angle walks in and it's just like, okay, I'm here to find someone for uh, to be Braun's next challenge. Can I go to the ring and make this announcement? So he goes down to the ring and they announce that they're going to hold a two-show tournament on NXT, a four-person tournament, to crown the next person who is going to answer Braun's open challenge at the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. That tournament is won by Cassius Ono. 
So we build up towards Cassius Ono versus Braun Strowman at Extreme Rules. Braun, of course, wins. That's his next big victory. It's not a call-up for Cassius Ono, just before anyone starts to hound me for that. It's not a call-up. It's just a way to kind of elevate new stars by using the current established stars you've got at the moment. So Extreme Rules, Braun beats Cassius Ono. So now SummerSlam, we're building up into the summer. Braun is still on a tear with his competition with the Braun Open Challenge. And his next challenger is Roman Reigns. SummerSlam, of course, Braun wins. Very competitive match, but Braun wins. His streak continues. So for no mercy, Angle has announced that he signed a deal with Shane McMahon and Brian, and Brian Danielson and Daniel Bryan to allow someone from SmackDown to come over and answer the Braun Open Challenge for No Mercy. Because Angle's like, look, at the moment you're going through all of the guys I've got on the roster. I need to go outside to try and find people to, to come in. So uh, that is uh, AJ Styles. So AJ Styles is going to perform on the Raw branded show No Mercy, which of course... Braun wins, the streak continues, the numbers keep increasing, the Braun Open Challenge remains. At TLC, Angle come uh, for TLC, Angle says, Look, I've got I've got it now. I've got the guy who is going to beat you. And I've got the guy who's gonna beat your streak. It's Kane. So Kane comes up, Kane makes his triumphant return as we build to TLC. Kane is back. They have their big mean guy meat match. It's a truck versus a bin. They have their match. But uh, eventually, of course, Braun wins the Braun Open Challenge remains unanswered. So, we're now in the build-up to Survivor Series. So, Braun's been on an absolute tear for most of the year now. Now, putting in Survivor Series. On Raw, Strowman comes down to the ring while Angle's doing his usual, Hello, I'm Kurt Angle. Here's what happened on last week's show. I know you just watched the video package, but here I am to just explain it to you again. Braun comes out and says, Enough's enough. I demand Lesnar. I demand my match with with Brock Lesnar. I've, I've, you said there's no more competition. I've beaten guys from NXT. I've beaten guys from SmackDown. I've beaten your nostalgia wrecks from 20 years ago. Where is Brock? And Angle says, look, I didn't want to tell you this, but I can't give you Brock Lesnar because Paul Heyman's lawyers have said that Brock will not fight you. And they've got the contract. They're tied, I'm tied up in contract negotiations with them. I, I want to give you Brock Lesnar, but I can't. Stroman says, this is unacceptable. I want Brock Lesnar. So Braun knows that Lesnar is going to be at Survivor Series. And he's like, I demand my title shot. This is what I've come here for. I've come here to be Universal Champion. And so that's obviously the next week on Raw. And Angle says that tonight, like, hey, look, tonight, you're going to find out what you're going to do at Survivor Series. I finally arranged everything with Lesnar. We're going to talk. We're going to have, in the main event of tonight's show, we're going to announce who your opponent is for Survivor Series. So it comes to the main event. Angle comes out and he's doing the usual spiel about how he's going to face her, blah, 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 blah. And then Braun comes down. He's like, enough of the talk. Where is Brock? Where's my competition? And Angle says, look, I lied to you again earlier. You're not going to face Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series because someone else has answered the Brock Open Challenge. And it's this man. Lights go down in the arena. Titantron fills with images of Kurt Angle. It's basically the video package from TLC. And then a crowd goes huge, because like, oh my God, Angle has answered the challenge. Light comes back up, Braun Strowman looks confused. Angle sneaks up behind, Angle slam, or the Olympic slam. Crowd goes banana, as um, uh, Pat Patterson would say, crowd goes nuts. And you build towards Survivor Series, where you have Braun Strowman against Raw general manager, Kurt Angle, finally answering the call. And Braun beats Kurt Angle. That is where I feel like my 
bad service of Booker might fall down with people, but Angle will lose his first match back because I want to use the the uh, the, the the noteworthiness of Kurt Angle, the emphasis of Kurt Angle, the even Kurt Angle, the legendary Kurt Angle cannot defeat Braun Strowman as he makes his path towards that Universal Championship with Brock Lesnar. <laughs> How are you feeling? How are you feeling following that the the booking warfare? I think I so I'd I'll say what a, the criticism's going to be of yours is that you booked Braun Strowman. Yeah. But then the criticism of me is that I booked Jason Jordan. And you booked Roman Reigns to win the Royal Rumble. Ah, oh, <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I swerved at the end, but you pointed out that was the story. Yeah. <laughs> uh I tried to tried to appease the fans. Yeah. But sometimes you and I do this. We try and predict what the SWAT nation second wants, guess, and we second yeah. guess it. Um, which is, you know, I thought I was onto a winner last time because I had Braun Strowman win the Universal Championship, and look what bloody happened there. I still lost. Mm. It's a yeah, it's a tough one. So you, you're feeling? How do you feel? I, about I'm, yours? Fe- I'm feeling pretty confident about it. Um, not like, you know, hugely confident, but I'm feeling pretty good about it. Yeah, yours was solid. I like the, the open challenge gimmick. To be, honest, really... but to be honest, mine was all built around that moment where the lights go down and the video plays, and then the lights yeah. come back up, and we're cool. like, "What?" Angle slam, like that. That was pretty much how I'd pictured it. And I was like, "Right, let's book backwards mm. from there." I shouldn't really say this. Uh, go and vote first over at YouTube, podcast listeners. And now I'm going to say, didn't really like my booking. <laughs> I, I, I only, I, so I really like the Jordan grabbing the towel when mm-hmm. it's thrown. Yeah, in. that's a great moment. Um, and I also like the goofy backstage. Kurt training Jordan skits because yep. I think that would be amazing uh, but everything else I thought was well it was rushed it was rushed didn't think about it enough uh, so should I tell the story that I teased well you teased it so you may as well tell it now so I had a party round my uh, parents house when age I was, oh like 16 15 16 okay. and so still well into Pokemon at this point yeah well yeah not so much because I moved I, on I, to Yu-Gi-Oh no no <laughs> I'm a nerd uh, so I sort of, I sort of, this was in my, I, was I still watching wrestling? I had like a two year period where I wasn't watching wrestling because I was like, no, I'm going to be flippant about everything. Mm-hmm. Now. I'm not going to care about anything and just play Pro Evolution Soccer for hours every night. But uh, we had this party and um, our computer was left on. Uh, I wasn't really paying attention. We were just all having fun around the house. My parents were out. We turn on the computer the next day and someone has set the screen, the, the wallpaper as, um, so what was this? It was like Brock from, you remember Brock from the oh, Pokemon? Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, with his eyes closed. Mm-hmm. He was having, um, he was, he was having anal sex with Ash mm. in the background. And in the foreground, Pikachu was doing something to uh what was her name misty yes yeah uh yeah (laughs) and my my mum and dad were very angry with me because my sister was quite young and what if she maybe i was 14 then maybe it was younger yeah so that was my story mate it's harsh Mm. But everyone's got a Pokemon porn story, (laughs) haven't they? Should we do some uh, reviews before we get out of here? I actually think that we should ask people rather than leave us reviews to leave us Pokemon porn stories in there. 
I mean, I, I am behind that just because it will be such a confusing <laughs> iTunes review section. Also, because like we're only at like twentieth of September, and this podcast is going out in November, yeah. so we're like a month and a bit behind. We won't so by the time we get to it, like in a month and a bit, we'll be like, why are there so many Pokemon porn stories in iTunes? Yeah. What? What's wrong with our fans? Because <laughs> we forget about everything we say as soon as we hit the record as soon as button. We leave yeah, this, yeah. As soon as we leave here, we're gone. Okay, so Lee Boysley has written, "It's good." And I like it. it what really a review! Is. Come on, Lee. Now that's what I'm talking about. That is what most promos should be in WWE. <laughs> uh, just short and to the point. Uh, ben, ben Bob 09, Ben Bob underscore 09, writes, They brought podcasts back to life. Having given up on any podcasts being good anymore, I came across Wrestle Ramble whilst on holiday, and they have reignited my love for podcasts. Great banter between hosts and very funny references that almost all wrestling fans would get. Keep up the good work. Cheers, Ben Thank Bob. Thank you, Ben Bob. I'm glad you're back on the podcast train because it really is a unique and wonderful medium. I bloody love me a podcast. As mm. I'm as well documented, I subscribe to over 40-odd podcasts. That's too many. It is too many. Uh, and But the bit there, very funny references that almost all wrestling fans would get, maybe we've just chased him off with <laughs> Pokemon stuff. He might be a big Pokemon fan. I hope so. I hope so. Not too much, not so much of one where he has too many Pokemon porn stories, though. No. No, we don't want too many. <laughs> But each to their own. That's all we've got time for. We will be back on Monday with Luke fresh from being married. Yes. You'll be back. I wouldn't have seen you for a week by this point. No, I know. I'm, I'm very excited to come back. Obviously, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed my honeymoon speaking in as in present tense. Mm. Although, you know, I'm, I'm two days. I'm like less than 48 hours away from actually being married. Yeah. So but like this is my last day in the studio. I'm off tomorrow. What does the future hold for me? I guess we'll find out. Run-ins. <laughs> yeah. Wedding run-ins. Yeah? Yeah, I've got a Money in the Bank briefcase I'm going to bring <laughs> with me. Your wife will love it. <laughs> she will be so annoyed I ruin a perfect day. Okay, well, we'll see you on Monday. Love you, bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.